Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Still a few weeks away, but likely that you're getting prepared to send the children back to school and present her the home show here on News Talk. Sinead Ryan is with me today to give us five tips on how you can cut back on the back to school costs. Sinead, I suppose, first of all, where's the starting point and what tips do you have? Well, I think the starting point for everybody this year is going to be the increased costs in going back to school. Uh, the Irish League of Credit Unions, of course, does a survey every single year, as does Bernardo's, and they have found that uh, costs are absolutely going to rocket this year. And that is to do with all of the stuff, Andrea, that we talk about all the time, inflation, cost of living crisis, and all of that. So they're looking at budgeting for about, families need to put by about 1195, 1195 for a primary school child and 1500 for a second uh, level child. I mean, that's absolutely huge. Mm. 29% of parents report that they uh, are going into debt they're borrowing uh, to find those costs uh, and that is definitely going to be a feature this year. So in terms of, of making savings and chipping around the edges, there is some good news. Um, I mean, for instance, in terms of school transport, for instance, it's a huge bugbear of families, especially those in more rural areas. Uh, and there's all kinds of arcane rules about where you have to live and how far away from the school and all that. Uh, the good news is now that um, the Education Minister, Norma Foley, has said she's scrapping transport fees for the families who qualify for school transport. Uh, so I hope that will be some respite for people. Uh, a lot of schools, of course, organise things like walking buses, uh, which, which can alleviate traffic and also get kids to school safely. So I'd encourage people to get involved and see what their schools have available. Now, the other area, of course, uniforms. This is the biggie. It drives me absolutely nuts, as it does with a lot of parents, about the insistence on these crests for jumpers yeah, and jackets. We were and only coats talking about coats. this recently in the show, oh, actually. It is so irritating. I, I, For all of the time my children were in school, I bought crests separately. I got them directly from the manufacturer. They're about three or four euros. And uh, had them sewn on professionally. I'm no, I'm no sewer, I can tell you that. I hopped down to a dressmaker and had them sewn on professionally onto jumpers uh, that were perfectly generic and exactly the same colour. Nobody ever kicked up a fuss. If they did, do you know what? Tough. Um, you know, political careers have been forged on less than getting involved at, uh, at parents' associations and councils and all that kind mm. of thing. So I would say to people, ditch the 100 euro jumper. It's a load of nonsense, really. And and do push back with your school for stuff like that. So beyond the transport and the uniform, Sinead? Uh, now, so uh, in terms of social welfare, uh, the back to school clothing and footwear allowance, which is paid out every year to people who qualify, um, and, and it is means tested. Uh, but for those who are getting it this year, uh, there'll be a 100 euro increase per child so the benefit will now be 260 for primary school children, 385 for secondary school pupils. Anybody who qualified last year will automatically get that. But if you think you may qualify, it is worth getting in touch with the Department of Social Protection, they're based up there in Letterkenny, uh, and see if that is the case. Alternatively, your local TD, your local health centre, citizens' information will all be able to help you with that uh, and in terms of school meals, um, we have been told now that in Desh schools in particular, there's an expansion 
to include an additional 60,000 children from September in the school meals, meals programmes. So it may be worth inquiring whether your school has that facility available. The Just on the, the back to school, the clothing and the footwear allowance, do we have any, I know you said it's, it's means tested, Sinead, but do we have any idea roughly how many people are actually in receipt of it? Or have the, the parameters well, changed? Yes, there are. Like, it's in the hundreds of thousands. There are lots and lots of families who qualify for this. And essentially, it is paid to people who are already in receipt of another social welfare allowance. So it could be family income supplement, um, or it could be unemployment benefit. Uh, so there's lots of people that could be made available of additional benefits around this time of year. That allowance has improved greatly. Uh, it's now normally paid within August. So it gives parents time to actually go out and do their shopping and get their stuff back. In in terms of the school books and the school book list, like, are there any savings that can be made in that front? Yes. Um, well, of course, all schools now have been given resources uh, for many years to have a book rental scheme in place. Uh, and And if your school doesn't have one, I would be absolutely asking them why not. Because a lot of the time it comes down to just not having people to run it, um, resources, and that that's really parents, you know, maybe to have a day where, where books can be got. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the workbooks, the disposable stuff that seem to have, you know, permeated through schools now. Uh, but in terms of books, if you must buy them and you, you want to buy books for a particular reason, maybe for junior or senior cycle, uh, getting them secondhand in good quality is a really good way. I've, I've done that over the years myself. Uh, schoolbooks.ie, openingminds.ie, or even on done deal, uh, or in your local community where you have kids leaving the school system who are leaving behind uh, books, uh, and they're perfectly good and, and no reason that you can't. And while we're on the topic, a lot of the schools now, of course, are insisting that people have iPads and computer well, laptops. Funny, and I was that. talking to somebody only very recently who told me that their, their child is starting secondary school, that to pay out four hundred euro for the school books for the first year, and on top of that, they to buy an iPad at seven or eight hundred quid. So I couldn't understand I, why you'd need to have both. It is an absolutely huge amount, and I don't understand it either. And I'd be inclined to say to the school, "Look, can you give me an explanation for this?" Because that's not on within a lot of parents' means, especially if they've more than one child, you know. Um, Now, the refurbished computer laptop is actually a great uh, trick here. And there are lots of uh, companies and indeed shops where you can get refurbished, perfectly good, uh, very serviceable school-based products um, that you can use. And Andrea, you know, I think honestly for a lot of parents, this is going to be the year where staggered payments for things have to be tolerated by schools, whether it's the euphemistic voluntary contribution, whether it's for art and printing supplies, school trips, all that. I think approaching your principal and saying, look, I cannot afford this up front in September. It's like a second mortgage. Can I pay it between now and Easter? I've yet to meet a principal who wouldn't at least be empathetic towards hearing that. Uh, And it might just alleviate that at a time when we are going to have so many other expenses coming into the winter time. Just the the meals and the food. um, Are there any tips or advice for people to know around that? I love following some of the foodie. I'm a bit of a foodie, so I love following some of the foodie, budgeting foodie websites and, and Instagram accounts. And you can get absolutely super tips on them. Katrina Redmond. I know she's been on your show before, Wholesome IE on Twitter. Uh, Kaz Mooney has her Irish at Irish budgeting on Instagram, feeding five people for fiver pretty much every day with great recipes. 
so I'm not going to tell people, look, shop around, go own brand. Lots and lots yeah, of people, of course, including myself, yeah, yeah. are already, already doing, doing that. So let's not be patronising. Um, but certainly going in and at about four o'clock in the afternoon, five o'clock when shops are discounting, supermarkets are discounting perfectly good food uh, that can be used tomorrow. But I would say the biggest saving for me has been learning to plan my shop. So that's not just making a list. It's actually planning what you're going to cook each day. It sounds a little bit boring and lacks spontaneity, but hey, when the kids go back to school, it's really just about Mm. feeding them nutritiously for as low a cost as possible. Uh, And I think that's actually a really good tip. It's just planning out your menus, devising your your list around that and then not getting caught with the middle aisle or up at the checkout. (laughs) You know, don't bring your kids shopping with you. I think it's probably a a good start. What was the name of the Instagram account you talked about, the feeding five people for a fiver? It's called At Irish Budgeting. And Kaz Mooney, who I've I've spoken to and interviewed in the past, uh, she's just super and, and her site has been a runaway success and uh, she has great recipes she shows you her bill and then and then cooks away and shows you how to make five portions for five quid happy days might actually look look at that myself but i didn't that's a great it's it's a great idea though isn't it you know just the in terms of like actually having a a like substa- you know a, a a price on the meal and this is how many my you know many people it's going to feed as well like exactly and it's always nutritious and there's Lots and lots of ways that you can make, you know, chicken and rice and uh, tin of tomatoes go a very, very long way indeed. And uh, of course, you know, to some extent, because food is so available and out of season all the time, uh, it's very easy to get everything we want whenever we want. But our parents and grandparents wouldn't have had that luxury. And they absolutely, I think we've lost the art sometimes of cooking seasonal produce uh, and, and just cutting back on the array of foods that we that we have at all times. Just finally, the after-school classes, Sinead, any advice there? The after-school classes, look, I mean, we all want our kids to be able to do the ballet and the football and the arts and crafts and the Irish dancing and all of that. Um, but I, I think there probably there is an argument for saying we, we want our kids to do too much. Um, Joanna, um, Fortune, of course, uh, who is the very well-known child psychologist, she she wrote the 15-minute parenting guides. Uh, she she would always say and advise that one or two things as an extra extracurricular exercise are loads. Children have to be able to learn to be bored. They have to be able to learn to entertain themselves, and they have to be able to learn just to play. Uh, and we do kind of cotton wool them, I think, more these days. That's an argument for a different day. Uh, but I think picking one or two things, because all this stuff, Andrea, comes with equipment, uniforms, mm. you know, things that you have to get the transport to get them there. You're into kind of picking up other children and, you know, trying to reorganise your work life around it. You know, one or two things, I yeah, think, is absolutely loads and, and not to expect uh, too much and fill every single day with expensive after school class. Lots of tips. Sinead, thanks a million as always for joining us here for the Consumer Corner on Lunchtime Live. Of course, Sinead Ryan, presenter of The Home Show here on News Talk. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.